Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? I'm doing okay. We're making the joke off air that, like, we took a bit of a break. Uh, not like the listeners would have noticed, because we, again, recorded like four episodes in advance and put them out at the regular we times. We took a break from recording, not from our podcast relationship. <laughs> yeah, we didn't We didn't take a break from our podcast relationship. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, normally we ask ourselves how the weather is, and I want to believe that there's some temporal balance or something that keeps everything in check, as long as we ask the question, what is the weather like? But since we didn't do that, because we had the week off... Things went to a living hell over here. We had like the hottest temperatures that broke all the records. People died. It was terrible. So yeah, and we had a hurricane yesterday. So so I think the the gist of it is <laughs> Steph and I need to ask each other how the weather is, or else things just About go the weather, to yeah. Just or else even one of us is out of town. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise it just goes to goes downhill. Yeah, it was. I like that we give ourselves so much credit for weather change. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty bad. It was like, like obviously revolves around us. Obviously, like the the meteorologists are like, okay, they asked each other otherwise, like let's go soft on them today. Um, yeah, it was like forty degrees. Uh, that's like a high in uh, many spots, and it was so hot that like when you stepped onto the ground, you could feel the heat on your even when you were wearing shoes. And they said you couldn't even like not wear shoes. Like it was so hot that like. One guy actually burnt his foot just like stepping onto wow. the pavement. Yeah, it was really hot. So wow. Yeah. So what was that in Fahrenheit? Did he get to like 115 or something? Uh, let's see. I mean, probably not because I think it's like what is it, 40 Fahrenheit to Celsius? Uh, oh no, no, 40 Celsius to Fahrenheit. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, that's 104 Fahrenheit, they say, so, nah, not quite 115, but easy, pretty close. Sorry? It's 110 in Washington State. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, like, all the whole West Coast, it was really hot, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not fun. I, uh, particularly, I was just, like, (laughs) I was just, like, laying on my couch, like, I can't even do anything. Because it's so hot, but... Uh, and you cool. like cooler weather, right? Well, it's not even that... I, I don't mind warmer weather. Like, I've been down to like, Austin. I've been to Florida. Like, when I go to those places, I don't mind the weather there. Um, but I think it's just because everything's so mild here. Like, 40 degrees Celsius or 104 Fahrenheit. It, it feels so much hotter to us because it's just not what we're used to. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um also do i i do like to think that people are just stupid when it comes to this kind of weather because it's like stuff like this like drink your water you know wear your sunscreen be very like just plan these things out and people were not you know people were passing out you find out they only had like one small cup of water in the morning it's like no you gotta be drinking like four or five liters worth of water like you gotta be keeping up on that so see if you're not used to it i can see how that happens exactly right like if you go you go your whole day you maybe drink a little bit of water but you're not drinking a lot of it and then all of a sudden now you're it's almost a requirement that you drink that much water just to like stay alive you know you're it's hard for some people to fathom although i did see 
there's these things you can buy off Amazon. There are these jugs that like you fill up with water and it's like this is the exact amount of water you should drink in a day. So you could just drink from that jug all day. But they're kind of like the dumbest looking things. They're like these big jugs of water that people carry around. And I'm like, or you could just fill up a container like a few times or something. It's a little more reasonable. You but drink enough water. Sorry? If it gets you drinking enough water, why not? Well, I guess, yeah, like, if it, yeah, if it gets you drinking water, that's a good thing. But, yeah, it was just funny because I saw a bunch of people carrying around these big giant jugs, and I was just like, oh, gosh. It, it, it looks, it looks, it looks, it looks, look Hydro Homies on, um, on Reddit. Oh, yeah. That's The that's, whole subreddit devoted to drinking of water. Hey, drinking water really does, uh, help. But, uh, now it's cooler. Uh, it's now 21 degrees. Nice celsius 29 wow yeah um which i think is around like 70 degrees fahrenheit so it's pretty cool well cool now compared to 40 degrees 21 it feels a whole lot cooler so yeah and how's the weather your way right now it's 85 and we're kind of getting a break from the weather i think because of the wind that's um well, it's sunny, but the storm came through last night. Mm. It was much milder than we thought. Um, but it's a little disconcerting when you see all the weather maps. They've got the, the hurricane coming directly for you. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we had a couple like small branches come down, but nothing much. But usually mm -hmm. the day after, you get a little bit of respite from the heat. Um, so, yeah, it's only 85. But it probably feels like it's 95. With the mm -hmm. But luckily, we're all okay. Our power stayed on. Well, that's good. Yeah, because we were without power total two weeks, I think, last hurricane. Wow. Yeah, like, we had a portable generator and everything. Yeah. Okay, so you can still kind of have some power, even if it's, like, not not the same. Right, we had enough to, to keep the fridge going and uh, and a couple rooms of the house. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, so our power company really wasn't set up because we hadn't had a hurricane since like 85 or something in Tampa Bay. So um, hmm. they were really not well equipped. So yeah, it took um, a while to get our power back on. Hopefully now they've kind of fed things up. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, we, we fared okay. We actually slept through it, which is a little surprising. Oh. Because, you know, hurricane. That's funny. Sometimes you wake up and the eye hits, though, because you, you're used to the sound of it. But then when the eye hits, like the last one, we, which was like three years ago, we woke up for the eye and we went outside and you could hear the hurricane stop and then that center of nothing. And then mm -hmm. it's, it's starting back up again. That's always pretty wild to experience. Okay. Um... Like the eerie silence. <laughs> that was funny because it was... <laughs> yes. It was, uh, I was watching, uh, I had the TV on because they gave us, like, a free cable package, and I'm I'm not a big cable person, but I'm like, uh, I got sports, which I don't always watch. And then I put on, like, a random episode of Family Guy, and then they had, uh, they had, like, this thing where they could show you the people who were in the episode, and I was watching the episode, and... They had Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th in this uh, episode of Family Guy. And the voice sounded so familiar, and I found out it was this, uh, the guy who plays Jackson in Gilmore Girls. So that's a weird little hey. thing. I was like, He does voiceovers, huh? Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm like, oh, he doesn't sound as whiny. Cool. 
Yeah, you wonder how much of his voice is kind of put on for the show. I think so. But yeah, it was, it was kind of funny because I was watching, I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then, yeah, in the credits, they're like, oh, Jason Voorhees, played by Jackson Delville, I think his name is. Uh, or Douglas, sorry. Mm-hmm. Jackson Douglas. Character, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess Jackson's also Jason Voorhees in in cool. uh, Family Guy. So you're in for a bit of respect. Yeah, you're you're in a little bit of a respect for me, even if he is still kind of hate on that character. Yeah, because he just mostly whines a lot, which is not a good character trait. It, like, yeah. it, it, if this was a person in real life and they just came and whined to you all the time, you'd be like, I don't really. It's kind of insufferable. And you'd have a talk with Sookie about, hey, is this a healthy guy to have a relationship? Exactly. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, episode eight of season three of Gilmore Girls. Let the games begin. Uh, also known as uh, the episode where they take Rory to Yale. And there's a lot of drama associated with that because obviously, uh, you know, Rory's wanted to go to Harvard for so long. And uh, yeah. As much as I like uh, Richard, I think this episode is probably one of the few where I'm like, okay, Richard, you're kind of a bit of a jerk. Because he knew what he was doing. He overstepped his bounds, yeah. Yeah. And uh, rightfully so. I think all the the women in his life gave him flack for it. Like, even Emily was kind of like, no, you shouldn't have done this. Um Rory got upset because she wasn't prepared, and then Lorelai got upset because she felt like she was being undermined. Especially the idea that yeah, Rory's supposed to go to Harvard. That's it, even as the show began, it's like she's supposed to go to Harvard. This is what she's supposed to do. So the idea that she might instead go to Yale it, it upsets uh, Lorelai. I think more so because Lorelai, in her view, doesn't like the idea of Richard and particular and partially Emily to a, de- a degree kind of undermining and getting involved too much in their lives although at this point it's kind of like well they're they're pretty involved with their lives for better for worse so um yeah um yeah that's pretty pretty much the episode um also too luke also kind of laid down a little bit of the law when it comes to uh jess and rory and their new relationship making sure that they're behaving which I thought it was nice. You know, it's good that Luke was kind of giving um, giving uh, both Jess and, and, to a degree, Rory, some rules to go by. Keeps him in check. But uh, what did you think of the episode? I found it kind of lackluster. I thought the, the part about Yale dragged on a little too long. Mm. Uh, and... And we all know that that Lorelai's got power and control issues with her parents trying to you know, take over stuff. So that's nothing new. So it was a lot of this. I don't think it really added a lot mm. to the show. Um, I I kind of, as far as a rate, I was going to my rating. I thought this was a four or five. Okay. I, really didn't get a lot of it. I feel like it kind of could have been skipped or it could have been shortened as a B plot. Yeah. A trip to, to Yale. Um, and we also see in the beginning the cross I, I couldn't figure out in the beginning why they were talking about their feet hurting and I realized this connects to the dance marathon episode oh yeah yeah that so makes that's sense why, I was like why are they 
it just seemed like kind of a nothing episode. I think the the big thing in this is to maybe hint at the fact that maybe Rory might go to Yale. Not to say she would, but you know, even by the end, you see Lorelai reading the pamphlet, and I think it's more this idea that. Yeah, maybe things don't have to go down this path that you've been set on for most of your life, right? Like, yes, right. Harvard's great, and yes, you think it's the end-all, be-all and where you should end up, but I think I think as much as Richard was a little too assertive and a little too aggressive in trying to get that point across, I think it was good that at least he kind of, you know gave them that opportunity and now there's that seed and you know whether they go to, uh, whether Rory goes to Yale or Harvard uh, we'll find out but um, I think it's just interesting that they've gone their whole life being big fans of Harvard and you know wanting to get Rory into Harvard and now to find out that yeah Yale is a possibility too which I think for any young person I think we always go through this kind of stage where we realize that maybe there's alternate paths to get what we want in life. And, you know, maybe you have to compromise on your dream, not in a bad way, but like there's just other ways to accomplish what you want. So I think this episode was good for that, but I think, yeah, it, it, to, to kind of make it that one point And particularly that's kind of it. There's not too much else going on in this episode. It kind of makes it a bit of a dull one. Um, do you have a favorite performance? Watch, I guess we should also say who wrote this episode, um, which was Amy Sherman-Palladino, which is kind of surprising because okay. normally she writes some good ones, but this one was not not up to her usual standard, I would say. Um, let's see here, though. Uh, what was your uh, favorite performance and least favorite performance in this episode? So my favorite performance, this is the first time I've said this, Kirk with the trophy. And it's, oh yeah. It's somebody, you know, he perfectly portrays somebody that this is this is his this is his shining moment. Yeah. And even though nobody really cares, it's so important to him. And you kind of got to let him have his moment even if he's being a jerk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Your first trophy and you know, it's important to him and I think like they touched on this in the last episode where it's like it's important to him and he doesn't have a whole lot else in his life, so it's kind of like right. Just let him have it, you know? He right. gets he gets and, dunked on yeah. a lot. So And Lorelai just keeps talking to Rory, you know, after the whole thing with between uh Kirk and, and Luke. So you can see that Lorelai really doesn't care. Like she deeply doesn't care. But mm -hmm. it's still like, you know, that's that's Kirk. Kirk's yeah. Kirk. Let him have his moment. Yeah. I just love that he was just acting like this is the best thing ever and you know, everybody was like he was acting like everybody was jealous of him. Mm -hmm. I just thought he did a really good job, especially for someone that I—I I mean, he's an actor, but he also does a bunch of other stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah, Sean Gunn, yeah, he so, does quite a bit. Yeah, and James Gunn's brother, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, worst performance? I'm—I, you know, I—I I really like the actor that plays Richard, but I really didn't like Richard in this episode. Mm. really didn't you know he's been he's been such a good guy in so many episodes but this was like ugh. and it's yeah. got nothing to do with the actor it's just that the he he was so condescending to Lorelai and Lorelai always already feels like you know that he's been rightly so that they've kind of stuck their nose in her business but then for for Richard to say like oh basically you don't understand but you know this is you know being a legacy you know having an alumni that you know alumnus that goes to school 
that's really important. You know, like, there's a way he could have said it in a way that was much more respectful. But yeah. Kinda, it's like when he went to Yale, he, like, turned into a different person. Yeah. Um, it's really, I didn't, so, again, yeah, it's not the actor, it's the the character on that. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's also the fact that he hid it from everyone. Like, yeah. he made it seem like, oh, we're here for this other reason. But also, here's this. I think anytime you manipulate people, it's just not mm-hmm. good. Because right. you already now, these people are wondering, can I trust you? Can I, you know, right. what you're saying, truthful? Um, so, yeah, that was, that was, I think, a big thing for me was this idea that, yeah, I think... The fact that he was being so dishonest with them is what made made it worse. Um, but yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't like Richard. And I, you know, Edward Herman, I think his name is the actor who plays him. I, yeah, wasn't his best performance either. So yeah, I would say that too. Um, he's passed on, but you know, it's it's yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, sometimes it's it's the writing. Yeah, it it really is. Um, I I would say my favorite was probably Lorelai, because I felt like she did a good job of kind of relaying her anger and frustration with the situation. Um, yeah, it. I I don't think this is the best Lorelai performance ever, but I think she was probably the standout in this episode, and I, I did kind of feel like this whole resentment against the parents thing we've seen that so many times before so it did feel a little tired but it did feel like at least in this episode it was one of the stronger performances um yeah um and then i don't i don't i mean we got a little bit of dean in this episode so i'm gonna say dean a little bit oh yeah when she goes to the window is that is that this episode? yeah where she goes and she kind of apologizes to him and i don't know he was just so expressionless, and I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that performance. I see where he's coming from, though. He goes heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, like keep he... in mind, again, he's, he's 17. Yeah. In this show. I, I just thought he could have been a little more emotive for, like, his ex showing up at his window. Like, that's kind of a... Oh, yeah. Like, you could, you could have been performing a little stronger than that, but... It seemed like he was just kind of burned out with emotions. Maybe yeah. Would have been. Bad. It would have been interesting if he's like, you know, I'm just done. Like I'm exacerbated. I'm I'm t- exhausted. Right. Like I'm tired. I'm done. Like something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But right. No, we didn't really get that, that too right. much. And then I, now I didn't like Rory in this episode either because she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, mm-hmm. okay, but you know, you're doing that for you, not for him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say Rory was my runner-up for least favorite performance. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it just felt like it, that moment felt like she was just trying to save save face, and it's like, no, you did what you did, and I I think there should there is something to be said for sometimes you just make decisions and you just stand up by them, you know. She made the decision to go be with um, uh, Dean or not Dean, sorry, um, uh, Jess. You know, stick by that decision. You know, it may not work for everybody, but you made that decision. You can't go trying to please everybody. You know, just stick. Well, don't with... try to make yourself feel better. So, and then yeah, it just it felt weird. Like a, she yeah. didn't have to do that, and b, she didn't have to make it out to be so selfish. I don't think 
like no it was incredibly selfish yeah, yeah. So. so i was wondering if dean was like well you know maybe that's a good idea that we're not together yeah <laughs> after that mm-hmm. it's, yeah it was totally not for him she no. was trying to make herself feel better about some guilt yeah um yeah, it looked like it hurt him so yeah i mean i don't know if the, i don't know if she's his first girlfriend but it has to be one of his first so right or maybe and, like and we've been told repeatedly ad nauseum on the show that this is her first boyfriend yeah which i'm over <laughs> i'm over that <laughs> yeah talk about that a lot I mean, yeah i think there's better boyfriends out there um lorelei sees him in the store or is that the next episode? I think it she might be the it. next episode. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, reference. Favorite reference. Well, this is interesting. When she brought the Donner party, which you don't hear a lot of in no. shows. The Donner party um, was a group of people that started out in the Midwest and, and went west, like in a covered wagon. And they started out with 87 people. By the time they got there, they're down to 48. And they had to resort to cannibalism to survive. Mm. So that's what she was referring to in Donner Parade. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that's... gruesome part of American history. Yeah. Um, but they make some weird references sometimes like that. Like, that's not a, a pleasant reference to make. But No. And there were some that I was wondering if Daniel Paladino wrote the episode. <laughs> or maybe it was the next one. Where it's just, there's some that just sound off. And some of them are very of the time, but not applicable now. Yeah. Like, I... um, like the, like the walnuts in the salad. And she's talking about Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm. Um, so Frank Lloyd Wright, I mean, that story is actually true. That the, this is Frank Lloyd Wright's girlfriend at the time. Because I don't think his wife would give him a divorce. But his girlfriend was in the house with the other, okay. with two, I think two friends. And then some other workers at the house. And uh, a guy did, you know, set the house on fire and seven people died. Uh, frankly, Wright wasn't home at the time. Um, but uh, but I think the father or one of the relatives of one of the workers that died in the house actually worked to put out the flames of the house. So it wasn't like the way it was portrayed is like he that there were a bunch of like wealthy, well-to-do people inside the house. And it actually was majority were workers that worked for Franklin Wright. Mm hmm. So, so there's a little bit more to that story if anyone wants to read about that. Nice. You're welcome. Um, I'd say the George Michael one when Emily says, "What that can was, we do?" In a... That was tacky. Sorry. That I mean that that felt tacky to do that. A little bit. Also, I kind of I don't know. It felt very like pop culturey. Like Lorelai would make a, a reference like that. Especially because Emily sets it up so well, well where she says, what can we do in a bathroom? And then Lorelai says, meet George Michael. And right. Very infamously, George Michael got caught, I think, trying to solicit some kind of like sexual act from somebody in a bathroom. I'm not right. 100% sure. I, I can't remember fully what happened, but I do remember it was something sexual in a bathroom. So. so. Right. And part of me is like, you didn't need to bring that. But again, it was of the time. I don't know if it happened around that time. It would have been, like, slightly before it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not too much before. So, yeah, yeah it was It was at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Heather Mills um, was Paul McCartney's second wife. They since divorced. Mm. And she was an amputee, so 
I'm not, you know, the thing about Sunny likes to Croatia, that was really kind of rude, too. Hmm, yeah. So I was really surprised that Amy Paladina wrote this episode. It It is kind of surprising because it doesn't seem like her kind of, ep- of writing, really. Right, right. Um, yeah. And the favorite quote, uh, I'm trying to think if I had a favorite quote. For like this. when they're talking about the room, Jess and Rory. And, oh, yeah. Um, like oh yeah we we you know oh it looks like a bigger space and he's like and Jess is like yeah ripping a wall down can have that effect on a room like like the way they just say it's so deadpan yeah I love how deadpan they are when they talk to each other mm-hmm. yeah they're really they really are compatible in that way um mm-hmm. uh I think uh there was the, the one line where uh Jess asks if he can speak and then Luke says if you must and Jess says would you like me to have you committed or would you rather check yourself in I thought it was pretty funny oh yeah yeah although I'm sure probably not the most tasteful but so no again that's you know making fun of that small stuff yeah so, uh I totally missed that probably because it would have angered me so I <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Okay. Uh, behind the scenes trivia, they go to Yale. And that's where Emily and Richard, well, met and Richard proposed to Emily. So that was kind of fitting. What's that... the story? He was he had pinned somebody and introduced her to his parents, and what happened? Yeah, he was with somebody else, and then I guess he decided to be with Emily when he was with this other girl instead. So. And she and she w- showed up at a fraternity party in her blue dress. So now I want to flashback of her in the blue dress. Yeah. Yeah. It it you know it's kind of uh, hard to imagine Emily being the other woman, which I find kind of funny because I'm like she just doesn't right. seem like that kind of type. But. And Lorelai kind of got into her about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, mental health observations. Uh, I think the the thing about um, Rory going to Dean's house, I think she should have just left well enough alone. Yeah. Going to no contact is probably one of the best ways to deal with a breakup. Yeah. Um, and she kind of didn't give him that choice by going to his window. Now, if it had been reversed and he broke up with her and he showed up at her window, we probably would have been all over that, right? We would have been like, that's... You know, that's stalking, da, 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 da. But I think when she does it, I don't think people get as alarmed about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because neither one of us said how, how creepy that was. But if yeah. he did it, I think we would have both said it was creepy. Yeah. But it was really inappropriate for her to do that. And again, I think it was to assuage her own guilt. It wasn't to to help him. Yeah, it just felt very out of character for her. Like... She's usually not even that selfish anyways, so, yeah. felt desperate, and I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, there was some desperation to it. I don't know if it was the guilt or she... I, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's trying to get closure, but again, you know, if you get closure but it hurts the other person, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Um, and, and also there's a thing about Emily with the walnuts. So, you know, Emily was feeling like, you know, you know this is a dire situation with the walnuts, but then when I think... Lorelai was like, well, I just want to eat. Then then you see Emily go, well, you know, why do you have to eat? It's not that big of a deal. So it, it's mm. it's that kind of narcissistic, 
well, it's a big deal to me, so it's a big deal. If something's a big deal to you, you can wait. And yeah. I think that was really, you know, described well in that episode that it has nothing to do with what you need. It's about what the narcissist needs. Yeah. But, uh, which also fits, too, about, you know, the whole thing with Richard and and Emily, that Emily really didn't care that he was with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's narcissism, but it shows kind of a lack of caring for um, other people's feelings. Yeah, a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I also feel like, too, like, Richard was kind of maybe gaslighting a little bit. I don't know. Kind of felt like he right. was being very manipulative and controlling of the situation with the ale. I didn't like that much at all. I was like, you're not like this. Why are you, why are you being like this? So I didn't know if maybe he had started, you know, when he and Emily were talking about him being like, kind of like big man on campus. I don't know if he kind of ran with that. And he was yeah. feeling. Cause it didn't feel fully planned. Like I get the impression. Maybe he just kind of on the spot was like, yeah, let's make a, go talk to the dean of admissions so mm-hmm. but then i think he actually admitted that he had kind of set it up right didn't he get into some talking about yeah i think Mm-hmm. i think like i don't know i don't think it was fully ever answered if he had or not so mm-hmm. but yeah I, was, I just wasn't a fan of that um no that's really inappropriate yeah but rory stood up to him good for her yeah I think he realized he was in the wrong, maybe, when he was talking well, to Rory. I think, yeah, so, right? Like, especially when it comes to the other women telling him that, right? Like, it wasn't just Lorelai, but it was also Rory and Emily telling him that he was wrong in doing right. this. So, I like that Rory wasn't mad about it, per se, but she was more mad that you know, she was not prepared. Like, she didn't have all the information she needed and everything right. else to do a proper right. chat. And, you know, like, I... I for someone who likes to plan and be on top of things, I, I could see why she would be very upset with that. Right. right. So. Mm-hmm. And he listened to her, too. Now, I don't know. Did yeah. he actually apologize? I don't think he ever said, I'm sorry. I don't think he did, no. Um, or at least, no, not, at least not in this episode. Maybe he does later, but right. I don't. not in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you said you were giving this like a 5 out of 10 for a rating? Yeah, 4 or 5 out of 10. Yeah, I just... It was... There was too much yell in it, and I think it, they could have used that time to do something else with the characters. Yeah, I think I'll go slightly higher. I'll give it like a six. I do think that it's interesting that they try to buck that sort of path they've been on this whole time of it's got to be Harvard, it's got to be Harvard, and it's like maybe it could be Yale. I think that's interesting, but I think how they tried to do that wasn't really that entertaining or interesting. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I give it a six out of ten. And Steph, you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book and Talking Brains is the podcast. And I'm over at threeandgreeners.com where we've got content going up almost every other day. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.